The Hoosiers have a chance to either bounce back from Saturday's loss to Cincinnati or might be setting themselves up for a trap game, though not mutually exclusive with Western Kentucky. On Saturday, we will take a look at what to expect with the Hilltoppers as Indiana looks for its second win of the season. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hoosiers. I am your host as always, Jacob Rood, bringing you all of the IU athletic news on an everyday basis. Thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. Also available there is the Locked On Big Ten podcast with Nate Dickinson. Hoosiers are about ready to uh, begin Big Ten play, so no better time to get caught up on what is going on with them than over at the Locked On Big Ten podcast uh, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Thursday, as we always do on Thursday. We look ahead to the opponent, do a bit of a deep dive. Starting in Big Ten play, that should be when we get to be able to do some of the crossover episodes. So it's not simply me looking up everything I can about the opponent and instead somebody giving us a lot of detail. But for now, it is me looking up everything about the opponent. And I did some research on the uh, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers are such a great name. Very interesting team coming into this game that we will talk about here in a minute. Before we do that, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Locked On Hoosiers podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. As I mentioned, we are on YouTube as well. I realized after I recorded the show yesterday for Wednesday, as I was editing it, that those on YouTube can see my mic right here but I did not have the settings right and all the audio went through the computer. So if it sounded funky on Wednesday, that is why we should be good to go today though. But I appreciate all the support from you guys. We're going to jump into it with this Western Kentucky team. It's interesting because as I said at the top, it's a classic trap game. Uh, They are coming off of a bye week, a very early bye week in the season. The Hoosiers are coming off a frustrating loss and then have, a huge Big Ten opener against Penn State ahead of them. Everything about this screams trap game. Hopefully the Hoosiers will be able to avoid it. It'll be a big night for Western Kentucky. They're having a blackout, I saw, as I went to their website uh, to look up some of their stats so far this season and take a look at their roster and a couple other things. It's a blackout. I don't know that the anticipation is they'll be sold out, uh, but... We will see. It'll certainly be an electric atmosphere. They, the Hilltoppers are one and one on the season. They had a week one win over UT Martin and then a week two loss to Army. UT Martin is a FCS school. Uh, Army is not, obviously, but uh, the, it's, it's such a weird team with this, with this Western Kentucky team. There's really small sample sizes to work with, but there's a lot of extremes, which we'll jump into. Uh, before that, always got to cite SP+. Plus. It's my go-to. Western Kentucky is 87th in SP+, Plus, 105th on offense, which was surprising given some of the stats I'll tell you here in a minute, uh, 65th in defense, 64th in special teams. Uh, for context, IU is 51st in SP+, Plus, 
62nd in offense, 34th in defense, 63rd in special teams. And Army, to kind of compare the two, is right in the middle, 77th SP+, 80th offense, 68th defense, 20th in special teams. Gives you a sense of where Indiana kind of stacks up with the one team that we have that data on. UT Martin obviously isn't in SP+. The Army game is a really... They play such a specific brand of football that it, it can really throw off the stats, especially when you have a small sample size like this. Uh, they absolutely dominated time of possession. 39 minutes, just shy, 39 minutes, 38 seconds, just shy of 40 minutes of possession. Really, it was a late comeback from Western Kentucky that made this game look uh, respectable. Um, the Hilltoppers scored four times, four, or excuse me, three times. In the final eight minutes, three touchdowns. Uh, with 10.30 to go the game, it was 35-14 Army. Uh, the Hilltoppers scored with eight minutes to go, just under five minutes to go, and then with 22 seconds to go. Like I said, ultimately, it just made it look a more respectable loss, but it was still a, a pretty substantial loss nonetheless. It's it's a really interesting team because on one hand, uh, Western Kentucky throws the ball a lot and has had success, albeit against uh, a UT Martin team that's an FCS team and against an Army side that's so-so. Uh, they definitely have a certain way of controlling the ball, and that's how they often uh, defeat opponents. And then defensively, they struggle mightily against the run. Uh, and I mean mightily against the run, giving up over five yards per carry. So there are ways this Hoosiers team can attack um, this Western Kentucky team, and there's ways that they could be in a little bit of trouble. So we will still take a look at that. We'll start with the offense. Again, though, thanks for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Uh, we're still going to look at the offense and defense, see – uh, what Western Kentucky has to offer there and where the threats may be. But make sure your second listen today is that Locked On Big Ten podcast uh, where they are taking a look at the final week of non-conference games uh, before we head into conference play, get you caught up on what is going on across the conference. We'll look at this offense and quarterback Bailey Zapp and see what threat they propose here in one moment. Uh, first, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local auto parts chain store to have everything that you need. If you're like me, you don't really like getting out, especially during the pandemic anyway. Why go to an auto parts store where they're going to order a part online when you can just do that yourself? Save time and money with Rock Auto, our good friends over there. Why choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Whether you have a Ford or a Fiat, uh, these guys have you covered. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto parts needs today. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us section so that they know we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
as I mentioned, this Western Kentucky team is not necessarily really good at passing the ball, but prolific might be a better word to use at passing the ball. Bailey Zapp through two games has is 56 to 75 through the air, just a tick under 75%. He has 859 passing yards and 10 touchdowns to two interceptions um, through those two games. Now, if you're like me, your first thought was, well, how many, how much of that did he get against UT Martin, the FCS school? Not as much as you may think. He was 28 of 35 in that game for 424 yards. He did have seven touchdowns uh, to one interception, but um, not necessarily just stat padding against UT Martin and struggling against Army. He still had 435 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception against Army. So a prolific passer, but as we mentioned, they're 105th in SP plus offense. There's a couple reasons for that. Um, first, in a little bit of a quirk, and some of the stuff I should I should throw a mention to the IDS and their the other sideline piece. Uh, they interview somebody writing for the newspaper for the opponent on a weekly basis, which, again, instead of looking up and interpreting stats yourself, it gives you a little bit of insight into um, what the people there are seeing and gives some more expert opinion. And, for example, this is something I would not have really known unless I did a really deep dive into their stats Zap has opened both games, uh, first drive with an interception. It's a little bit of a quirk. I doubt it's uh, something that will continue, but it would be really cool if it did. And the Hoosiers were able to make that three games in a row. But uh, that's one little reason he's had an interception in both games. The other reason their offense doesn't grade out as well is they just refuse to run. Maybe not refuse. They're just not good at it. Uh, A little bit of both. But before we look at the run game, let's look at some of the receivers and the targets for Bailey Zapp. Uh, he mixes it around well. Um, seven different players have a touchdown, so his 10 touchdowns have gone to seven different players. Jareth Stearns, though, is definitely his top target, has cleared 100 yards in both games, 16 receptions, 278 yards, four touchdowns through two games. Two other guys have double digits receptions for them this season. Malachi Corley has 11 receptions for 114 yards and a touchdown. Mitchell Tinsley has 10 catches for 151 yards and two touchdowns. Those three are clear of the pack when it comes to receiving. A couple other guys have four, three, two. 14 guys have caught a reception from uh, not necessarily Stearns, but have, have a reception this season. So it's definitely a lot of weapons that could be available but like I said, as good as they are passing the ball, averaging 456.5 passing yards per game, they struggle uh, running the ball mightily. Through two games, they have 44 rush attempts for 151 yards. That is not good. <laughs> it is quite the struggle, 3.4 yards per carry. It's hard to really pinpoint who their starter necessarily is, or maybe not starter, but who's most dangerous. Adam Cofield has the most rushes, 13 for 42 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Zap has 10 rushes himself. And then Kai Robachaw has nine rushes for 44 yards. 
Nobody has been particularly good running the ball. Basically, this is just going to be an offense that passes the ball, is going to throw, 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 and uh, that's going to be their first, second, and third focus. If they run the ball, it's probably just to kind of counter some of their passing plays. Uh, This is not a team that's going to be any kind of smash mouth, which makes it interesting that they came up against an Army team that was smash mouth. We saw how that played out. That game was uh, an a interesting one. The Hoosiers aren't necessarily going to be a team that uh, will struggle against that, I don't think. Uh, we, we've talked all season long about how strong their secondary is, how deep their secondary is. Uh, we talked on Wednesday about Taiwan Mullen and the need for him to show some of his talent that sounds a bit harsh but not necessarily show but when you have an all-american you expect interceptions you expect big plays you expect lockdown coverage and while he's been great this season especially as a tackler uh, this would be a great time for him to kind of show some of those lockdown abilities uh, because there's going to be a lot of targets all over the field for zap and the hilltoppers so uh, assuming there's no dubious targeting calls, uh, these Hoosier defense is, as I would still say, as good as any in the country. We saw that through half of the Cincinnati game. Granted, that was in front of a sold-out crowd. This will be on the road, but uh, I still have faith in this defense. Defense travels, and this is a really, really good unit. Again, I would not be surprised if they give Western Kentucky the ball out of the gate, uh, though I am less certain of that than I was last week. I said last week I would not be surprised if they did that, and that's exactly what they did against Cincinnati. Wouldn't be surprised if really that's just the trend the whole season. But uh, that for now, um, I this this offense, I think, if you just look at the raw numbers, it can be a little deceiving. I'm not sure how much they worry me just because I have a lot of faith in the uh, in the in the defense as a whole, but in the secondary mainly. So it'll be an interesting test, not one that the Hoosiers have had so far with this passing game and a prolific passing game be a good warm up uh, for them and a good test for them. Again, guys, thanks for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back to talk about the defense here in just a minute. Before we do that, uh, make sure that your second listen, head on over to the Locked on Penn State podcast. Hoosiers have them in a week. Uh, You can get some insight into what they're expecting this week with their non-conference game. And then certainly next week, make sure that you head over there just to see uh, what to expect for, against the Hoosiers as we go into a stripe out, not a whiteout. And that game will be on ABC, a night game on, on ABC. Don't feel nearly as confident about that game as I do this Western Kentucky game. But we'll talk about this defense and where the Hoosiers could potentially exploit them uh, in one moment. As I mentioned on Wednesday, I'm in Los Angeles. As you guys can see on YouTube, this is a hotel background. Uh, Los Angeles is right out the window to the right. Done a lot of walking since I've been here, as you typically do in Los Angeles. It's almost 100 degrees today, Uh, so been sweating all over the place. But one thing I have not had to worry about is the embarrassing sweat stains under your arms because I made sure before I came out here that I used sweat block. 
Sweat Block is uh, an antiperspirant wipe that is doctor created, doctor recommended, works up to seven days. You simply apply it before bed one night, go to sleep, wake up the next day, shower, you're set. That's it. That's all it takes. It, like I said, works up to seven days, dry shirt guarantee. If it doesn't keep your shirt dry, you get your money back. It's been a bestseller on Amazon for quite a while now. They're manufactured in the USA. Uh, they've been tested by firefighters. I've used it. Not that I am anything better than that, but I've used it. I can vouch for it personally. It's a product I enjoy and that I use. So if it's something that interests you, get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code Locked On, or available also, as I said, on Amazon or at CVS. Also talk about betonline.ag. That line still has not budged for the Hoosiers. We'll give it one more update tomorrow when we do our preview podcast. But BetOnline's your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. They have a new updated site now with more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline's your number one source for everything football. Head to the website today, sign up, receive a 100% welcome bonus. It's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Uh, From football, baseball, boxing, basketball, NBA is uh, almost underway. It's about a month away before the season starts. Training camp is a little over a week away. Uh, or your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online has you covered with all of that. So, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. If I was a betting man, I would bet for success from this Hoosiers offense on Saturday, especially on the run game, because that is what sticks out most. Literally, my first bullet point under defense is woof. This is a team that struggles against the run. Now, as much as we had to talk about sample size with the offense, you have to talk about sample size with the defense. Army is a team that uh, runs the ball nonstop. They only pass six times in the game with that triple option. So, so far this season, the Western Kentucky has given up 540 rush yards on just over 50 carries per game. It's 5.3 yards per carry. So again, my first thought was, well, that probably means Army just ran all over them, had some big runs, and that made the stats look worse off because of small sample size and whatnot. Not necessarily true. Army ran 67 times for 339 yards, an average of 5.1 yards per carry. It was actually UT Martin that had more success running the ball. And again, it wasn't in like, there wasn't one like 85 yard run that uh, threw off the stats and made it look odd. UT Martin ran the ball 34 times for 219 yards, 5.9 yards per carry. Their longest run was 31 yards by one running back. Different running back ran for 23 yards on a play. Uh, two other double-digit runs from two different running backs. This is not a good rush defense. Uh, that That is the takeaway. That was me trying to do due diligence to make sure that that was the case. This is not a good rush defense in the least bit. Uh, this team struggles mightily to stop the run. Um, again, looking at the, the other sideline piece that the IDS did, they mentioned the strength defensively is in the secondary. 
it's hard to tell necessarily because when you look at the total stats, uh, some of it is swayed by uh, that time of possession and how often Army runs the ball. They don't. They only threw the ball six times, so you're not going to see a ton of action in that secondary. Uh, against UT Martin, the Western Kentucky had one interception and six passes defended or broken up, I should say. It's it's not a great defense. It's one that struggled mightily last week against Army. Now, it'll be interesting to see how the Hoosiers attempt to take advantage of that. They've been methodical at times, uh, especially running the ball. You saw the opening drive against Idaho as one. Um, they, at times, it, they've been able to move the ball, move the chains, put together a 15-16 play drive that ends in a score, ends in a touchdown. It'll be interesting to see how much they try that because there's this balancing act right now with this offense where, especially in a game like this, when Western Kentucky's biggest weakness is running the ball, or stopping the run, I should say, you want to run the ball to take advantage of that. But at the same time, we spent an entire podcast talking about Michael Penix and he was one of the big talking points after that Cincinnati game about him needing to get into a rhythm. This would, I in a vacuum coming up against an opponent like this, you would hope he'd be able to get into a rhythm. Maybe he ultimately will be able to, but if the secondary is one of their strongest aspects and they start struggle at running or stopping the run, you would imagine it's going to be a big day for Stephen Carr, for Tim Baldwin, maybe David Ellis gets out there for a couple more carries. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's a test for this Hoosier offensive line because this should be a unit that they have success against. We'll see. Knock on wood. I have some wood in front of me. Knock on that uh, hopefully this offensive line can begin to show signs of life and begin to give us a little bit of optimism, but we'll see. It's going to be this interesting kind of tug of war with this offense and this defense. It's a a defensively for IU. They're going to have to guard against the pass offensively. They're going to have to run the ball like crazy, I think. So be interesting to see. I will be taking the game in at a beachside bar uh, in Los Angeles. So I'm going to be honest, win or lose, I'm probably going to be in a good mood, but I'll be in a lot better mood if we win on Saturday. We'll give you all the final things to, to look forward to Friday. We'll give you all the basic info, some matchups to watch and things of that nature. We'll have you all covered. The episode should be on time. Everything should be set for the rest of the week. Apologies again for Wednesday's episode being so late. If you missed it, we looked at some pro football focus grades for the offense and defense from the Cincinnati game and caught up on men's and women's soccer. So appreciate all the support. That'll do it for today's show, and we'll have you covered tomorrow as well. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Follow us on Instagram, Locked on Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. Really, really helps us out while you're over there. Subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They have you guys covered with whatever it is that you need. That'll do it for us today. Have a great Thursday, everybody, and LEO.